Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey, what's up, Facebook family? Welcome to another episode of Post Daily Dose with me, your trusted parenting advisor, faithful guide, and servant on the healing journey. What's my name? Big Papa, Brian Post, baby, baby. Hope everyone's doing fantastic on this amazing Thursday. Sorry I missed you guys yesterday. We were actually driving through the mountain, and I just... I was kind of tired, and I figured, you know, it probably wouldn't get very good reception, and that can always kind of stress me out, so um, missed you yesterday, but anyway, back here today, and today I'm going to talk about working with difficult two-year-olds, and this question um, comes from our postie in the far in this little small town in the UK. Her name's Marie, so I told Marie I'd speak about this, and, and really what Marie has going on is she has two two toddlers, a four-year-old and a two-year-old, and um, they have been fetal alcohol exposed, potential fetal drug exposure, and she's just got her hands full. It's a, it's a family placement, kinship placement. She's not getting much support. So I know other parents have some of these same struggles, so let's just talk about it for a moment. The first thing we want to look at is that anytime you have a child who has been exposed to alcohol or drugs in utero, it changes their brain. It makes their brain very sensitive. And that sensitivity increases in one of two different ways. It either becomes much more hyper-aroused or much more hypo-aroused. It is very common with FAS kids, FAE kids, to be hyperactive and to have poor impulse control. Hey, Kirsten, hello, Julia from Nova Scotia and Kirsten from the Netherlands. Hello there, Ashley Marie from Florida, and hello, Cassie. Hey, yes, Cassie's live, finally. We've been waiting for you all this time, Cassie. Hello there, Tracy. So it changes the brain in the way that makes the child more vigilant, more sensitive. And so Marie said these these little guys are like, live wires and that early exposure disrupts the circadian rhythms and it's the circadian rhythms that ultimately create the manifestation of the hyperactivity behaviors in the child because they their their circadian rhythms are supposed to regulate their emotional highs and lows and it's the especially around like waking up and eating and things like that so when the child has experienced that trauma from that exposure early in utero, the circadian rhythms get all twisted up. That's a little nerve bundle. I think I just talked about this called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. It sits right next to your pituitary gland. So that's really fundamentally what you're going up against. The other part that I really want you to see is that you have to um, – hi, Julia – Julie Jessica's five one. Hey, hello there, Jessica. So glad that you could join Big Papa. Hello there, Valerie, and hello, Renee. So what you have to realize is that though the child is four and though the child is two, because of the early exposure, they are not emotionally four and two. Hey, Carrie, they are much younger. So I'm going to say the four-year-old is probably like a two-year-old, and I'm going to say the two-year-old is much more like a 12-month-old. So start thinking about that. Here, here's the big piece. Yes, Marie said she's really working on her own stress. She's feeling really overwhelmed. But here's what's important. Containment. 
Containment is so important. It's like this whole mind shift. He's not four, he's two. He's not two, he's 12 months. What would you do? How would you parent the two-year-old and the 12-month-old? One thing you would do a lot more of, and see Marie said that they're already really challenging her affection um, her affection blueprint because she was not even affectionate with her own children when she was raising them. So they really require a lot and she's working really hard to give that to them. So I would say carry the 12, the two-year-old and the, and the four-year-old a lot more. So pick them up, hold them in the morning times, really spend time with them, waking them up slowly, soothing the circadian rhythm. I would also start them back on a bottle. This is, this is something parents get really challenged by, but these children have very, very early emotional deficits. And what they've missed out on is that core regulatory relationship with the parent, which gets established from the time you're an infant and it starts in utero. What giving your children a bottle will do is it will slow everything down. It's almost like supporting the suprachiasmatic nucleus, so supporting the circadian rhythms. You put your child in your arm, you give them a bottle, you look at them, you breathe, you slow down, you get them in your regulatory experience and you, you're engaging their bodies in your regulatory experience. So giving them that bottle, and I'm gonna say, three times a day, morning, afternoon, and at night, and put something, you know, like a, something kind of kind of healthy, but also kind of sweet. You can do some kind of milk, almond milk, coconut milk, goat milk, whatever it is, whatever kind of milk you do, but make sure you put some, maybe mix some molasses in it, some, some chocolate or something that makes it kind of sweet because that's what turns on oxytocin in their brain. And that's really what you're working to do, Marine. You're working to turn on oxytocin in their brain so that that oxytocin response can get healthier and start to level out some of that high cortisol arousal that they have. So right now we're not looking at four and we're not looking at two anymore. We're looking at a two-year-old looking at a 12-month-old. You're going to hold them more. You're going to work on uh, creating more containment. So you wouldn't let a four-year-old and two-year-old just run around in a lot of places, create more containment. Don't let them run all over the house, have one room where they're at, one room where, they're play, where they play. Try to be a lot more present. Carry them around a lot more. Start them on a bottle feeding routine three times a day. And then I would say start co-sleeping. I know you've, you lay down with them, but they keep waking up and coming and getting in bed with you. I'd put them both in the bed together, one bed together, if at all possible, and I'd lay down in the bed with them until they go to sleep and let them know if they wake up, all they have to do is call you, get a baby monitor and show them how the baby monitor works, lay down with them until they go to sleep and then get up and go and get in your bed. If they wake up, train them to call you just to say mama or mom is what they, you said they call you, mom and dad. Call for mom, call for dad, you and dad rotate, get up, go lay back in the bed with them. It keeps them in their bed and it continues to help regulate their sleep. So those are like core things I want to encourage you to do. And I'm going to say, do those things. So see the, see the regressed age, see the two-year-old and see the 12-month-old. Start thinking about them from that capacity. Um, practice containment, reduce the space that they have to feel threatened in. You know, don't let them run all over the room or all over the house. Contain that space. Think about them like you would a two-year-old and a 12-month-old. The other thing I'm going to do is say, 
Carry them a lot more. You and dad start carrying them a lot more. Stephanie says, what's the limit of age to give a bottle? Asking professional for my clients. Is age six too old, even if they have development trauma? Absolutely not. So I'm going to tell you, Stephanie, I had a 13-year-old, a 15-year-old, two 16-year-olds, and an 18-year-old in my group home once upon a time, all getting bottles. A child will not need it. They will not take it if they do not need it. So you can offer it. They won't take it if they don't need it. It's there's never. It's never too late. And it seems weird if you ask an 18-year-old who had early developmental trauma if they want a bottle. If they need that bottle, they will gladly accept it because they know unconsciously what feels good to them. So you just have to ask. But with a four-year-old and a two-year-old, or as I'm saying, a two-year-old and a 12-month-old. Just start them on a bottling routine. Tell them you want to be there. there. You want them to be your baby again and, and hold them and, and feed them that bottle. It's going to make a huge difference. And then um, a, lot of, a lot more carrying around and then the sleep time thing, getting them in a bed together, you laying down with them until they fall asleep and then waking up, get the baby monitor and go back. And I think that's going to... Kind of going to get you started on the right track. You're already doing some great things, Marie. You already mentioned some of the pro areas of progress that they've that they've made. So I think that that's going to be fantastic. So all that to say, I think you guys are awesome. Do that for 30 days. Hit me back. Let me know what's going on. And guys, sometimes when I'm on the road, I just can't answer that many. I get a lot of questions, and I try to attend and answer as many questions as I possibly can, but sometimes I just can't do it. Sometimes I'm just tired, and I just won't do it because that's how I take care of myself. So Big Papa loves you. God bless each and every one of you. Remember, in any given situation, we always have two choices. You can continue to react from the same blueprints of stress, fear, and overwhelm, or you can stop. You can slow down. Take three to ten deep breaths and choose love. And I hope you'll choose love and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening, everyone.